hit me. Yo, what's going on? It's your girl, April Michelle, and this is me, him, and her, 704. What y'all doing? How you doing? How you living? I'm here with two of my favorite people in the world, the Black Dick Vitel. Yes, sir. You already know, a.k.a. Loudmouth Larry, what the business is. And, of course, we got the smooth, always calm Carolina kid. What it do? He ain't always calm. That's true. I've seen him get hyped. <laughs> Not today. But Not the, today. <laughs> but on the airwaves, he keeps it gravy. I'm always impressed with the way he maintains uh, his uh, his cool, calm collection. So, you know, I just sometimes I think he's Andre 3000 over here. <laughs> it's out the window today. We got a lot to get to. We do have a lot to get to. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. I mean, you have to be hiding under a rock if you don't know everything that's going on in the country, but especially when it comes down to the National Basketball Association. They took a hard stance this week on what is important to them when it comes to racism and equality. I'm not even going to say social justice. Like These are black black men out here in the streets just trying to live. And for once they said, as LeBron always says, I'm more than an athlete. And I think that they just took a stance and said enough is enough. So the Milwaukee Bucks started off protesting and saying, we're not even coming out for a playoff game. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's real. They said, the hell with advertisers. Uh, you know, I see fans watching. We are going to use this time to send a message that black lives matter. And I commend those guys. And the, the, the reason I commend them is because it was, they came, like I said earlier this week, like Jesus. They came like Jesus, like a thief in the night, baby. <laughs> Nobody knew it was going to happen, but those men in that locker room, and they quite simply got together, made a decision, and stuck to that decision, and it sent shockwaves. It sent shockwaves throughout the world. And you know what? I think this is a representation of them being in the bubble because I don't think if, if you know, had they not been in the bubble, you, you wouldn't been in close proximity to being able to pull something like this off to get all your teammates on board and say, hey, when this game, when they when they jump this ball, when they blow that whistle, we ain't coming out. So I think this is a product of, of them being in the bubble. I commend those young men for, for standing for something. And um, I, I, I thought it was beautiful. It was. I thought it was beautiful because the owners didn't know, the right. referees didn't know, the, we the fans didn't know, and then it sent shockwaves, and then they had to cancel all the games, and then right. it, it trickled down to baseball. And I think you know, a lot of times we as African Americans we say hit them in the pocket, hit them in the pocket, right. but we don't, we don't, we don't really, 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 really go about a, a, a boycott the way they did back in the sixties. And, and like I said, I said this on the, on my radio show. I said that you know sometimes. You know, you have to talk amongst yourself. And, you know, we live in a social media world where we go post stuff on social media. We're like, all right, this Tuesday, uh, we're going to black out. We're not going to we're not gonna buy this. We're not going to buy that. That gives people a chance. And then you they, see the ass at the mall. Right. But, mm-hmm. oh, but, but they give the people that you, you're trying to boycott, they give them a chance to prepare. I love this tactic right here because nobody was prepared. They right. shocked them. They were like, oh, my God, they're not coming out. What are I mean, we going to do? What are we going to do? The team. You know, they were out there practicing, yeah, looking like, around like, like, what's, what's going, going on? on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that's what I love about it. I agree. The news from the, uh, it, it dropped like a Beyonce CD. Like right. I said, it, just came, it definitely just came out of nowhere. Dun-dun-dun. Man, Dun-dun-dun. this whole thing is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. I'm actually glad that they did it to uh, bring attention uh, to the matter that's going on. It's been going on forever. But I'm also glad that they went back to work, too. I know that this was going to had the potential to carry on a couple days. I know some teams even threatened uh, to not return at all and just cancel Correct. the playoffs. I don't think that would have been the best bet. Um, one, because I think the NBA is the only sports league, in my opinion, where there appears to, I don't know because I'm not in it, but there appears to be a partnership with the NBA uh, and the uh, Players Association and their upper-level management as well. Guys, let's not forget, the NBA spent 
$150 million on this bubble. So just to say I'm not going to play, I'm not going to show up, that's not really the best way to handle it. I'm not talking about the one-day um, stoppage. I'm just saying if they decided to cancel entirety, then that wouldn't have been the best look. Also, this spilled over to football as well. There were a lot of uh, mm-hmm. NFL teams that actually canceled practice, uh, gave their teams the day off. There were some some college teams as well uh, that gave their, their students uh, the days off to kind of reflect if they wanted to protest or do anything that they felt like they needed to, they allowed for that time. Slayer, I got a question for you, though. Yes, sir. The question I have to you is, okay, you protested. You made demands mm-hmm. to the owners. Mm-hmm. Some of the players spoke out and said what the owners have done isn't enough. What do they want the owners to do? You know, to me, um, I would think, you know, like you said, I'm not in the bubble and I, and I don't know. I would think you would want your owners to, number one, to acknowledge that, hey, it's a damn problem going on. And yes, y'all y'all put these, um, y'all put this, these messages on the back of our shirts and y'all put Black Lives Matter. But y'all need to do more as far as y'all need to put some, we need to see y'all put some money into some of these communities. We need y'all to, to help and um, make some phone calls. Hold on. I need y'all to help make some phone calls because some of you owners are in connection um, directly with 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 some of these um, these uh, politicians, True. and and and, mm-hmm. and y'all sit and have dinner with them. So right. y'all need to, y'all need to say, hey, look, I donate I donate money to you and 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 what you're running for as a congressman or as a, as some type of politician. Then listen, you need to you need to help put in place some of this police reform because that what's going on out here with with police as it relates to um, blacks in the communities and brown brothers too in the community, it's not right. And I think that's what they want the owners to do. Look, sit down at some of them tables y'all having them conversations with. Go have some real conversation and bring about some real change. I agree with that. I think that um, <clears throat> I think that it's important for the owners to know that the players that they bring on, who represent them, that they care about what their players care about, especially when it comes to brown and brown, uh, brown and black lives. Because as we know, the NBA is full of brown and black lives, and um, I think that while they do have a beautiful message, I think that there are some people that ignore that message, that say that it doesn't deal with me and it does deal with you. And a lot of times those are individuals that are uh, fortunate in the world that have a larger amount of income. And so these players are looking to them and saying, hey, that's not going to be tolerated anymore. I'm not going to represent you if you don't represent me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's great to you know call out the owners and get them involved. Um, I saw here where Donovan Mitchell uh, with the Utah Jazz is donating $90,000 to Jacob Blake's children. So it's more than just like saying we're not playing. Like they are actually putting action to work. They're going out into the communities and they are making a difference. Um, From what I understand, they actually called Jacob Blake's father to talk to him about the decision that they had made and um, if they should go back to playing in the postseason. So it's just nice to see something that is near and dear to these players' hearts that means so much. And I commend the NBA as well because, as you all know, the NBA is kind of when we knew coronavirus was serious. When the NBA stopped, we were like, wait a minute, this is real. And when the NBA says, the hell with playoffs, we want social justice— you know it's real. Now, this is probably going to be unpopular what I'm about to say. but Why do I always asking, feel like you say this? Because I do. Because <laughs> I do. But, but, but asking Jacob's uh, parents if they should play, that, that, that's that's doing a little bit too much. I mean, you're doing it in protest of what happened but, to but, him, though. But should they play going forward? That's doing a little bit too much. Not I, to mention, uh, the black Dickie V said that the NBA needs to uh, – Donate money. They've donated. They agreed to donate three hundred million over the next decade. MJ has actually. That's Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those under a rock, mm-hmm. has uh, announced that he was going to donate a hundred million dollars to social causes back in June. So mm-hmm. they have been resources allocated towards it. My thing is, what I just want the NBA players to be careful is. I think there's two separate things going on. I think they have their labor NBA business that they have to deal with. And I also think that there is a social justice issue that needs to be dealt with as well. And I know in negotiations you use any leverage that you have, mm-hmm. but I don't want I don't think the mud, the water should be muddied on this one. Not to mention just to double back. Uh, we, we made fun at the beginning of the uh, podcast about, the, the one team not notifying anybody. Yeah, and, the Bucks. And, yeah. and that was That's the Bucks. 
this happened in their home state. Right. So they felt a lot of pressure uh, from the state, and I'm, I imagine from family as friends as well to do this. Right. So I definitely want to applaud them. Yeah, but yeah. the thing about the owners, you know, just like the players come out and they speak out, like you see LeBron James, you see Coach Doc Rivers, you saw Chris Paul speak out about it. What, what they're saying to the owners, like you could stand up and say something about it because, you know, uh, silence is, is, is in agreement to a lot of players. If you're not saying nothing, then you're in agreement in what's going on in a lot of players' minds. So just like the players can step up, we need to get some of these owners to get out there and say, hey, listen, stop, stop trying to just write a check and make the problem go away. Say something about it because, right. like you said, they sit at tables with different people. Like, everybody ain't invited to every table. However, the people that are at some tables supposed to represent you and represent your... So they're telling the owners as a representation of you, these tables that y'all sit at, Mm y'all start having these conversations because y'all think y'all writing these checks and and that's good and that's gravy because you need money to help some problems. Yes, you do. But the thing about it is I can commit to doing something and not do it. Like, where the money at? I ain't seen none of this money come down. Where the money at? I need it. Forget 10 years. We need some money today. Right now. I need some money today. Who, what owner going to go out there and say, listen, I pledged money over the years, but here, here's the check right now. Just get y'all started. What was the MJ check for? Was that overtime too? It, yeah, his was over, yeah. Uh, $100 million over 10 years. Yeah. What a check at today. Now, I will say on behalf of the Charlotte Hornets, because I know they have been, they have been, they have been placing money in different places in different communities mm-hmm. as far as it, I guess, as it relates to Black Lives Matter movement. I will give them that. But I'm talking about the other owners. I, I ain't talking about the greatest MJ. He gonna do what he say he gonna do. I get what you're saying. It's hard to bust a check for 100 mil when you yeah. mention what else you got going on in the world as far as yeah, the election, COVID, mm-hmm. a lot of this money these people have is an investment. The market is up one day, down the next. So that's why they have to make sure they do it over a period of time right. so they can make good... On what they uh, on their pledge, but okay. So you might not. I ain't saying write the check for a hundred million right now, but you can give me. You can give me ten right now. Yeah. You can give me five. You can give it's me a hundred dollars industry. You can give go- me something. And where you wanted to go to? To to some of these these um these uh, communities out here that are real that doing real work in the community and they can identify them in every city like in our city we, we you know you we know the organizations that are out here doing work and every city has them so you like it's what is it how many teams in the NBA now 32 32 32 teams y'all 32 owners get together to decide how much y'all gonna donate per team and you either let you you let your team select or you let your team community relations person select organizations that you're going to donate money to right now. It was a lot of players in the bubble. I'm, I'm sorry. It was a lot of players outside of the bubble mm-hmm. that didn't like the idea of the players uh, boycotting and not coming out. Draymond they, Green was one of them. Exactly. That's Draymond what I was referring was to. I wasn't going to call him by yeah. name. No, I called him by name. Draymond Green. Shut up. I love Draymond Green. And I love I love this guy. I love the way he plays basketball. He reminds me of Kevin Garnett. But Draymond Green, you ain't even in it right now. You shut up. Sit down. But he got a platform. You do got a platform, but you out. You can't. You hey. You can't hate from the sideline. You on the sideline. He not hating. He just felt this old. You ain't even in the bubble right now. What was his rationale? His rationale was that they got a job. Not a job. He also referenced that they have a platform. He said, if you move away from that spotlight or whatever, you got all the cameras. You got the biggest stage. Moving away from that. Pretty much. You let's just say you got a hundred million cameras and microphones on you right now. Moving away from the bubble. You go have twenty mil instead of a hundred mil as far as the camera. I don't. So he felt. I I think that it was. I don't agree. I just said I don't agree. I'm glad they got back to work because again, you look at Chris Paul. You know, reporters are asking him questions, and he's still talking about his platform. Mm -hmm. So I think it is good, and I think that right now all eyes are on the NBA. Mm -hmm. You really don't have a chance to put your eyes on anything else. But um, so I think that it did kind of take away as it keeps going on. It's like, what is the end game? If they were just to cancel the playoffs, I think having that conversation. Was jarring. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I see the black dick vitality. No, I'm, I'm, I think I mean, the conversation is jarring. In my mind but I am glad that they're back to it. I'm glad that they're out there wearing the jerseys. I'm glad that afterwards in post game pressers, they're talking about their platform. They're putting it on social media. Hopefully, people are listening up. Uh, you know, I hope the owners are taking note that these black and brown bodies represent you, so you need to represent them. There's some white players out there, too. Yeah, it is some white players out there. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, what You know, the league is out there and this is something they care about. I think it's important, too, because I think it's jarring. And this is something I work with student athletes that our student athletes talked about. It's once you take that jersey off, maybe not LeBron, mm. you are a black man in a car. 
LeBron too, because they wrote the N word on his mansion out in L.A. a couple years ago. I get that, but people well. recognize LeBron. Like if I'm a cop and I pull LeBron over, I know that I pulled over LeBron. Not necessarily. That's 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 a misconception. Okay. That's a misconception because you know what? Even though because I'm a, I could be a cop that don't watch basketball. I could be a cop that but that live LeBron in the world. LeBron is an international he superstar. He's an international star, he's but you shoes, still might not know who he is. He's got endorsements. Yes, there's probably see, somebody who lives be a in the Appalachian Mountains that does not know who LeBron <laughs> see, James that, is. But see, that's why I go. A lot of y'all clamoring for these owners to speak. Hell, who's the owner of the Phoenix Suns? I don't know. Exactly. I and, if, know. and if he get up right now. But and, that owner but, is known in political circles. Right. Yeah, They're known in, in the higher income But y'all calling for red meat, though. Y'all calling for red meat right now. And if this owner go live right now on the IG and talk about everything y'all want him to talk about, y'all not going to know who he is. We're okay, not. But, but, but that, we have that, a message. But this his message is going to resonate with people that aren't hearing what so we're trying to So how do y'all know the say. owners hadn't already done this then? Because it would have been, been in the news. Uh, it would have been on the front Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So. If, because you know why? Because the owner that did speak up inside the meeting, hey, I'm the greatest ever doing Michael Jordan, he's in the newspaper. Well, he's a black man. Well, you know, so so that that's another part of what the players are saying. Stop hiding behind these damn paychecks. Become a human being. Come I out, agree step, with that. What owner gonna step out there and be like, hey, I'm the owner of the I'm the owner of the Davis Mac. We know him, Mark Cuban. Right, we know right. him. We only, so know about five. We, know. we only know about five. You're right. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And that's a problem in itself. Why y'all can't step up and be, and become the face of the of, of the change on the other side? Why y'all can't be that owner? Why can't why can't we know who the hell the owner of the Phoenix Suns is? Why he can't be the one to step up and say, "Hey, listen, I'm the owner of the Phoenix Suns, and I I totally disagree with this." I totally disagree. And to Draymond Green's point, I do agree that you know you, we don't want no person in America out of work. So it's I'm 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 partially glad that they got back to work. But the point of it is, listen, when you decide to boycott something, you got to be in it for the long haul. That's and true. But what, you about, gotta, what about the, the seventh man or the eighth man on the bench who made the sacrifices to be in the bubble? You know what? What about that person? We, they get, but them boy got so much money. Yeah, they, can, they can do a collective that, that, but uh, I'm saying, LeBron your teammate. Yeah. That, that ain't his responsibility. It's not. But I'm saying that we can take care of you I while you're like in the war. I feel like that's a conversation. Yeah, this is if a you're team. Be in it's the a brotherhood. We can take care of you while you're in the war. And and the thing about it is, uh, like I said, they got to be in it for the long haul. And I disagree with with, with uh, Draymond when he said they lose their platform. LeBron James LeBron James. I don't give a damn where he go. When he followers. take that uniform off and he go to his, his uh, what he, how many followers he got on Instagram? 70 million. How many? 70 million. 70 million. He going to have them regardless. He going to have them regardless. So it's a new day when you say you lose your platform because a lot of them boys, man, they got they got so many followers on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch. Them boys can make this, they can make something move without even, without even, they don't need a camera. You got a camera right here in your hand. So true. I agree with, with everything you said 100%. The only thing about it is when they make those comments under those NBA lights, that's when it goes global as well. You get more and more media on it because it's controversial that they allegedly went against the Shield. That's all I'm saying. Everything you said was 100% right. I got you. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I think, it's a, I think that this conversation is going to continue. I'm excited to see what the NBA does uh, moving forward. Bravo to them for being at the forefront of social justice. Me, him, and her, 704, you listening to the, uh, the most notorious, the world's most dangerous podcast. We on it right now. What's up next, April Michelle? Yo, so I uh, just want to give a shout out that August 28th was Jackie Robinson Day. It looked a little bit different in 2020 as we don't have fans in the stands for wow. baseball, but I feel like it resonated so much more this year with everything that is going on with social justice. As we all know, uh, Jackie Robinson was one of the first black athletes to uh, integrate Major League Baseball in 1947. Mm -hmm. He played with the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time, won a world championship in 1955, and was uh, had a 10-year career, was an all-star for six consecutive seasons. I mean, he came into the league and he showed out. But Jackie Robinson was also a civil rights icon as well, um, opening one of the first black banks in Harlem. And uh, preaching nonviolence. So just honoring him on that day. Uh, I think Major League Baseball also took a, a major stance and left a message on the field. It's just dope to me how they uh, commemorate Jackie Robinson Day as far as the whole league wearing the number 42. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's pretty, pretty iconic in itself. And just the Jackie Robinson story uh, about how a lot of people thought he was uh, meek. Uh, and passive uh, as it pertained to a lot of the uh, venom that was being spewed his way when he was actually playing uh, in his heyday. 
But that was far from the truth. He was very aggressive, uh, and he wanted to retaliate. But he also saw that that wasn't the best way to approach it at that time. And he kind of, in my opinion, elevated himself and saw that it wasn't just about him. Uh, he was, I'm not going to say bigger than the game, but his cause was actually bigger than the game. And he had a calling. And I just, I love the way uh, Major League Baseball uh, gives a nod to him as far as Jackie Robinson Day. They probably could do more, but I just think this is dope as well, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just crazy that, you know, Chadwick played him. He did an excellent job. Um, it was also Michael Jackson's birthday, you know. It, it was it's 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 gonna like August the twenty ninth is gonna be forever remembered in this culture, man. So so big, big shout out to Jackie Robinson, every everything that he did. And you know, for for this generation of children, a lot of them may may didn't get that, like they may did not get the story of Jackie Robinson in school, mm-hmm. but you went out and watched the movie forty two. Right. And you got it and you saw Chadwick. Like you you really like you might run up to Chadwick. Well, you might have would have run up to Chadwick. Some of the kids have been like, Hey that's Jackie Robinson. He played the role so good. You know what I mean? So it's just a, it was just was a big day, man, and salute to the MLB for acknowledging and continuing to acknowledge uh Jackie Robinson. Yeah, I think the uh, Major League Baseball made a big statement, I believe back in 04, when they started Jackie Robinson Day. So Jackie Robinson's jersey, 42, is actually retired for the whole league. Yeah, So no right. one else can wear the number 42 um, except for on Jackie Robinson Day. And that's a big statement for a league that is looking at some diversity issues among the African-American um, viewership. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bravo to them. A lot of times it's easy to say, well, this doesn't really affect us and move on. But they they really doubled down on who he was and and Carolina kid to speak to just his demeanor. I you know, I think he realizes that mm-hmm. going into baseball, it was bigger than sports. And I, I would say it was larger than life. Actually, mm-hmm. he carried the weight, as so many of our civil rights icons do, of the black people on. And we all know that we don't represent everybody. But when you get to that status, sometimes you have to. Right. And he did it with grace <sighs> and integrity right. and a winning spirit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Just, just, just all around love God too. You know, as far as you know, standing up for what was right in the league at the time. So, you know, like I said, man, salute to him and his family. And he died so young. I think he died at the age of fifty three. Yeah, yeah, um, that's correct. Uh, from a heart attack, if mm. memory serves me correctly. So, it, you know, black people in our health, we got to do better. We, we just, you know, I don't know if it was genetic, but. I think on some of the things that we'll speak on today. It's probably um, with all the women he was with. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Miss kidding. Robinson, again. I, She's still alive, I believe. Well, I'm sorry, I know, I know as of last year, uh, <laughs> she was 90. So yeah. I think she is still alive or still with us. Um, and uh, she still helps out with the foundation she as does. well. Yes. She's still she active does. with the foundation. So uh, don't do that, Larry. I said don't I was just, these are just jokes. <laughs> He's one of the ones that the history stands up. Him That's and our forever up. president, Barack Obama. I mean, the, the wife. They've only could've... loved one woman. Yeah, you right. Only one. You Rachel right. for, Miss, I mean, for but Mr. Robinson she and Michelle. Been get, she got on his nerves in the movie. I'm just going off the movie. She didn't get <laughs> I'm on I'm just him. going off the movie. She pushed him to be a greater man, right. as so right. many of us do. You right. You right. Amen. That's, that's all. Amen. 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 I'm not going to touch you. You got a honey-do list, too. I'm just kidding. Baby, I got a game. I, I can't yeah. be taking out no trash yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. What you going to do is get out there in that grass and mow it. We living among these white folks. You ain't going to have them talking about us. That's what I'm talking about. I saw the movie. She was getting on his nerves in the movie. I seen it. Yeah, shout out. But seriously, shout out to 42. Um, I hope that with everything going on, he becomes an interest to this new generation uh, to see in the past. We've been working for so long. Real quick, since we're talking about the retiring of a jersey, you know, this is, you know, they retired 42 throughout the whole league. At one time, they was talking about retiring at number 23 Mm -hmm. in basketball uh, for Michael Jordan. Do y'all agree with that or no? No. No. No, no. Uh, after LeBron I, retires, yes. I can see that. Why <laughs> we got to wait till LeBron retires? Because he's, he's doing a damn Brian, good Brian. job in it. You got an iconic player winning. But if you go retire number, I would say retire 24. Kobe. I would do Kobe instead of MJ. Mike's still living. I got you. Why, why I got to get my flowers he, when I'm dead? And he's living change, his best change, life. change Mike to the logo for the NBA. I'm with that. But you, I ain't mad at that. But, but you can retire number 24, though. I ain't, I ain't mad at that. But do that and retire 23. You could you could do it all together. I think yeah. We, yeah, I think, I mean. Why well, I got to give my flowers when I'm dead, Carolina are kid? You, t- you think yeah. that we're going to have em. somebody, the caliber of Mike yep. and the caliber of LeBron, be able to wear 23 again? I just don't know if that should even be allowed. You're right. Because That's now LeBron, saying. I mean, LeBron has, 
definitely elevated his status too. And if he wins a championship with the Lakers, and both of them wore two jersey numbers too, they did. They did. Ooh, I just got chills a little bit. But but definitely, man. Hold up, I don't want to get off to Jackie Robinson, but hold up. I just want to put that Mike, in my bag. Mike should be the logo. Okay. And you should retire at twenty four. Oh, okay. So you just doubling down. I just want to double said. down. All right. That's I cool. respect that. I That's cool. All right. But you, you know retire and just let LeBron keep wearing it. But after that, ain't nobody else don't need it. Nobody no, else needed it. They after don't that. deserve it. That's what I said. Nobody yeah. else needed it. After you don't that. deserve it. I wouldn't it. need if I was gonna play basketball and I'm, an, I'm a, I don't even want to pick twenty three. Here's the thing. I wouldn't even pick that number. You have to be like following LeBron. LeBron was on the map in the eighth grade. So if you are wearing 23 and you're not great by sixth grade, you don't need to wear it. <laughs> nah, take that off, son. Be 27. <laughs> That's not your number. Let Let's see the thing about Braun, though. He wore 33 in high school, though. He did wear 33 in How high school. How you switch to 2-3 because you won't be like Mike. Whoa. We ain't going to even get in that conversation. Real recognize real. Continue on, April Michelle. I'm not going to... I see Carolina Kid waking up over there. I'm not going to oh, wake up, up on this topic. All right, We ain't right. even on that topic today. My bad. I think we're, we're kind of going to some other topics because the next when we we've got to bring up it's gonna be tough it's it's oh i'm getting emotional now i'm not gonna let you i'm not gonna lie like i was scrolling through the gram friday august 28th and of course i follow chadwick bozeman i've been mm-hmm. a fan of his since like 2010 when he mm-hmm. was on a show on cbs called persons unknown and i see this message that says um it is with grief and, and regret and i'm like no 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 i'm not about to read what i'm about to read but they put out a statement saying that Chadwick Boseman had been battling stage three colon cancer mm. since 2016. I put that out there because that is so significant as we move forward. And on August 28th, 2020, he lost his battle mm. with colon cancer. Man, Chadwick <sighs> is uh, associated with the iconic role uh, he played in uh, Black Panther, but mm-hmm. there was also a lot of other great movies yeah. Oh, yeah. that he was oh, associated yeah. with, just yes. to kind of give a, give a few. 42, we just yeah. kind of talked about yeah, with Jackie Robinson, where he actually played Jackie Robinson. We got to mention, ah, get on up! <laughs> James Brown, up, baby, get play on up! up. I like a sex machine, <laughs> yeah. get on up! So he played James Brown, he played Thurgood Marshall in the movie Marshall. He did. Uh, you got a series, um, uh, as far as Gods of Egypt, Captain America: Let's Civil War, that one. Black Panther, uh, Avengers: Infinity War, Endgame, Correct. Twenty One Bridges. I like that. That was the most recent one uh, that Storm I saw. Storm and Norman. He was in the Five Bloods. Yeah, the Five Bloods. Yeah, that, that and he bloods, was yep. dope as hell in the Five Bloods. He made me cry in the Five Bloods when he was talking to the Vietnam veterans, and they had just found out that Martin Luther King had been assassinated. Mm-hmm. And you know, they just wanted to go out and create mayhem. And Chadwick Boseman playing Storm and Norman. Told him to hold that, you know, hold that anger inside, but know that we're going to make a difference when we get back home. And I, I know he was playing a character, but like I really felt that because I was like, damn, we are still in the same situation. I right. tried to be a G. I was scrolling too, also, and uh, actually, no, I wasn't. My son brought me the info. He texted me. I did put it in right. the group and, chat uh, three minutes before. Well, hey, listen, my son, takes, my son <laughs> takes precedence. My son's text takes precedence. That's fair. And, uh, I got the alert from him, and I opened it up. And usually I try to keep it G, try to keep it gangster, but this one hurt as well. Almost shed a tear, not to mention because he died before what he stood for for my son's generation. Mm -hmm. Hell, mine too, for that matter. The first black superhero that I can recall. Right, right, right. World known. uh, Matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and pass it or whatever, man. I'm getting choked up right now. I was actually, um, I was out. I don't know what I was doing, but I know I was in out. In them streets? I had probably so. And um, somebody sent me a um, somebody sent me a Snapchat, and they was like, is this true? That's and still around? Yeah, nobody yeah, 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 yeah. Still one of the number one platforms on um, social media. <laughs> so somebody sent me a Snapchat, and they was like, is this true? And I was like, uh, no, I don't think so. Right. Because I'm like, I ain't seen this. I hadn't seen it nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, damn, let me type his name in. As soon as I typed his name in, I saw, I think, the same article that you alluded to, April Michelle. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things that hit you and you got to sit back. You got to just take a quick pause. Like, oh, my God. Not, 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 that. you know what I said? To hell with 2020. Right. When yeah. is 2020 over? Because this is worst. too much. We started the year out with COVID. You know, black t- Mamba. 2020 took black Yamba and black, black Mamba and black Panther. The hell with 2020. <laughs> 2020 is the devil. It's the, the John devil. Lewis. I'm not claiming it no more. Tw- if 2020 was a person, it would have a white sheet on killing black people. Oh, Lord. Damn. <laughs> That's some realness. If 2020, I'm going to 
gonna say it again. If twenty twenty was a person, it would have a white sheet on killing Pointing. black people. I, you I figure it you. out from now. That's what, all I'm saying. I think what hurt. It hurt, man. Like for real. Yeah. Like, and then I seen this post. I think you posted a Carolina kid with the little boy. He's got all the Marvel men, oh, and all the Avengers, and in the middle he got the Black Panther land up. Wakanda forever. He can't get up. LeBron did the Wakanda. It's too much, man. Lewis I don't need, Hamilton did what? it. Can't but what hurt and what relates to is this also was a South Carolina man. You're right. Chadwick Mo- Bozeman was a Carolina kid. As I say this with the Carolina kid beside us, and he represented uh, South Carolina Anderson to be exact, right outside of Clemson. He said it built him up to be who he was. He went to Howard, a phenomenal HBCU. Uh, shout out to them, and and just really honed his craft and took it so seriously. Um, Not to mention, he kind of wanted to start behind uh, the camera. That's how he was trying to get into the game. But the one the um, the, the graceful Felicia Richard mm. was actually one of his uh, professors mm-hmm. at was. Howard, and she took a liking uh, to him and had encouraged him to uh, go abroad to a program that was being offered. Of course, his pockets wasn't right. She made a call behind the scenes to yes. to Denzel and asked uh, if he would be willing to foot the bill uh, for him going overseas. This was never mentioned Uh to both parties as far as who the other person was. But I was told or actually read that when he was on the red carpet, he actually told Denzel the story. Hey, Felicia Richard right. made the call. You actually helped me uh, from a financial standpoint and helped kick off my acting career. And, of course, Denzel was like, hey, well, you can run me my money now. Well, <laughs> you got it. Send me that check back, LeBron. That's Denzel. Send me that check back. That's but Denzel. Nah, man, like this, this one for the culture, man, it's, it's just yeah. like, you know, honestly, in all honesty, man, 2020 has been a lot. Can somebody please hit the fast-forward button and get me to 2021? Because I can't take nobody else. Yeah. 2020. Don't just, challenge 2020. Oh, please my don't. gosh. Yeah. I can't please take don't nobody throw it up else, and I, I just can't. You no. just can't. Not for our culture. We've been hit the hardest. When you talk about the the, the entertainment culture and the black culture as a whole, we have, 2020, we have been hit the hardest. Yeah. White people, check on your black friends for real. If you like them. He passed on the day that Emmett Till also passed. Mm. Um, That's deep. Michael Jackson's birthday. Literally, our ancestors, like, lifted him up to greatness and then spirited him home. Um, One other thing I love about Chadwick Boseman, when he took the mantle of Black Panther, so... He started out in Civil War. Um, He brought, he just, he changed the game for us because he and Ryan Coogler, who um, directed Black Panther, talked about T'Challa being more than just a superhero with physical strength. Right. One thing I love about Black Panther is it showed that black people are cerebral. Yeah. We can fight, but we can also get out of this situation using our mind. It was a movie with black excellence. We didn't have to start in the mud and bring ourselves out, although that was something they talked about when you looked at Eric Killmonger in the movie um, played by Michael B. Jordan. I actually, I don't know why, uh, my friend Donata said, why would you do that? But like five minutes after finding out, I put on Black Panther. I just needed to see him. Um, I needed to see, you know, his shining face. I wanted to see him healthy, although he was not healthy at the time. He filmed Black Panther, then did chemo and Mm. surgeries, on his off days. Right. And you know something else that's pretty dope? Not anyone in his circle leaked that shit. Right. And nobody, you know what I mean? You know, he, um, speaking of that, he didn't even leak it. Like, you know, right. he took all the, the criticism when people saw him on the on the, um, social media and they was like, yeah. oh, what's wrong with him? You never heard him come out and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm facing this and I'm facing that. He just stood there like a G and he really, he really went through that. Now, I'm not going to say he went through it alone, but he didn't let the world in. And right. that's, that's cool. That's cool. That that that's the all right thing because a lot of people don't look at it. Uh, they don't look for pity. They don't look for um, like, bro. I I need you to feel sorry for me. He just he just went about his way and he just kept making great films and and kept living in the culture yeah. without without saying, hey, I'm going through stage three colon cancer. That's that's remarkable in itself because most is. people would be like, hey, I got I got this going on, yeah, and they is. want you to not not want feel pity. Feel they just want yeah. some sympathy. But he didn't ask for any of that. You know, I, I think you know when when I think he's one of these people. When you see people who really live in their purpose, he's one of those people who really live in their purpose, mm-hmm. and he knew, like you know, going going on to the, to the the what they call in our 
background and in our neighborhoods they call it the upper room when he going <laughs> on to the upper room he knew it was coming and he knew it was close and I, I don't think he wanted people to remember him for that he wanted right. the people to remember him for listen this is the work that I'm leaving out here on earth this is my purpose and y'all gonna see me living my purpose no matter what so man salute to him for that yeah. he's even, a soldier for that to even, me. even looking back man it's just now that I think about it it doesn't seem like he even had time it makes sense it didn't seem like he had time to actually celebrate his success, especially with the magnitude uh, or the heights that Black Panther reach, you know, n- nowadays, and he's relatively young in my Panther, He was 43 when he 43. passed. Yeah. But now when you have somebody drop something that's a success, whether it's a movie or or a CD or something like that, they throw in an after party. Right. Uh, they they about to just try to do everything they can to stay in the limelight. And, and like you said, he just kind of, hey, I appreciate it. He threw up the sign at the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. He kept it pushing and came back and just dropping projects. Uh, it was a children's hospital actually released some photos probably about two or three days ago that showed that he was at the children's hospital <laughs> visiting with kids. Wow, he actually was getting treatment as well. I thought exactly. that was pretty cool. That also. was dope. He did a lot of things, um, and we're finding out more and more about mm-hmm. it, and, and it definitely raises his elevation. He was a king in the movies, but he was a king in real life. Um, and I and sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, but I appreciate him for that. Uh, I appreciate what he brought to his craft, and I appreciate that even as he has gone on uh, to the plains of his ancestors, um, he's leaving a legacy that's going to be very, very, very hard to fill. I got a question for both of y'all. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so I saw something trending shortly after. You know, we sometimes can be prisoners, prisoners of the moment. Mm-hmm. There was a question floating around on Twitter. Should the character be retired? Black Panther? Black Panther. <laughs> no. Should the character be retired was one question. And then the other question, well, well, I guess the question was twofold, is if you don't retire it, who should carry it out? Well, that's easy. Um, as a Marvel comic book fan and nerd all around, we all know that Suri can't, carries on the mantle. So, and that could easily be done. Um, can you can you translate for the people who? I'm sorry, his sister okay. yeah, in the, the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suri, yeah. who is basically yeah. a, a genius. She does actually carry on the mantle of Black Panther. And I thought in the movie, I don't know if you guys remember when um, when he we thought he had died and uh, Nakia had stole the Purple Heart, or mm-hmm, she offered mm-hmm. it to Umbaku, and in the comics, he turns it down, and then Suri takes it. So it's kind of a cool little nod. Shout out to Ryan Coogler on just knowing your um, Black Panther history. I do appreciate that. I personally think that, no, the character shouldn't be retired because the character is larger than anything. Right. Um, and a lot of thought went into that from Stan Lee. I do hope, because I know that Black Panther was being filmed please let this man live on. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't think I could have T'Challa not make it through Black Panther 2. We know he probably won't be in it, although it'd be amazing if he was. Um, just let his character move on like uh, Fast and Furious with Paul Walker. I say, hell no. Nah. You're not retiring the Black Panther character. Batman done died 900 times and Batman still making <laughs> movies. How we going to retire Black Panther? No, nah, I don't know. I, and I kind of do agree with Siri carrying it on. I mean, because she was if the Black Panther movie, she worked close, right. closely she with did. him. So I, and I wouldn't be mad at a Black Panther a woman superhero. I Thank ain't mad you. at that. Mad that Let's get that, baby. Let's get Let's that. Let's do it. So I, I would say let her carry it on or you find somebody who's closely you, there'll, never, there'll never be another Chadwick but you right. find somebody young who, who can fit that mold and we can bring them up too and we can lift them up in the culture I don't know who that person is right now right. And, and, but if you go older I say Idris might go pull it off I'm not sure um, but nah you don't retire and yeah. yeah you let the, you let it, you let it live on baby Batman still flying and falling down and getting back up let Black Panther live on baby there's it's, it's a lot of blacks out there that can be black excellence actually my dude from Lovecraft Country he was in the Five Bloods um, I think his last name is uh, Jonathan Majors is an excellent choice. There's one more thing that Chadwick Boseman left us, and I don't even know if y'all realize it. So after his Black Panther success, as many successful actors are, he was invited on to Saturday Night Live. Mm. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday Night Live, he brought back the role of T'Challa in a uh, show similar to Are You Black Smart? Uh-oh, he stole, he stole my segment. I don't know if it was called that, Uh-oh, but yeah, it is pretty good. It's okay. And on that show, they asked him a question about a white coworker offering to bring food to your picnic. And Chadwick Bozeman as T'Challa said, 
I'm guessing her name is Karen. <laughs> she probably doesn't season her food. <laughs> or if she does, it's with just a little bit of salt. And she probably put something unnecessary in it like raisins. <laughs> he said, ah, oh, hell no, Karen. <laughs> Nobody wants your bland potato salad brought to the cookout. <laughs> Chadwick Bozeman coined Karen. He coined Karen. He coined and Karen. And raisins in the potato salad. <laughs> raisins in the potato salad. But you know what? That's that HBCU pattern right there. That's Y'all right. know we pattern at HBCU. <laughs> you ain't getting that at Georgia, Carolina, kid. That's HBCU pattern. <laughs> I ain't biting in. I ain't biting. I ain't biting. But me and Chadwick was he brought joy to our heart and a smile on our face. I think they should continue the character as well. Uh, maybe Kofi Sebro. Oh, uh, that's a good one from uh, Queen Sugar. Yeah, Ralph Angel from Ralph Queen Sugar. Angel. I think and he also played in Girl Trip too. He was beautiful um, in that movie. Hey, chill out. I'm just saying. I definitely think, <laughs> Black I think, excellence. I think that he would. I think that he would do a good job like, uh, in that yeah. role as well. But it definitely needs to live on, as we say, Wakanda forever. So Wakanda forever. Gotta keep it popping. All right, man, you listen to the most notorious, the world's most dangerous sports podcast, me, him, and her, 704. You got your boy, the Black Dick Vitale. Hey, you know, Wakanda, whatever, also talking about black excellence. And Ava Michelle and the Carolina Keys. Oh, yeah, I forgot to introduce us. I'm sorry, y'all. Chadwick took me out. Get yourself together. Go take five and get yourself together. I got really excited just talking about him. Here's another black man I love and get excited talking about. Cameron Jarrell Newton. Oh, this, this, this Carolina kid boy right here. Cameron Jarrell Newton, what you doing up in Boston? How you doing? Do you call Coach Belichick Billy yet? <laughs> That's what I would like to know. How tight are y'all? <laughs> well, I do know Cam has been taking more and more snaps with the first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an injury uh, a couple weeks ago, not with Cam, with one of the other quarterbacks. So, He's been getting more and more snaps. I think he's getting a little bit more comfortable uh, with the offense and a better command of the offense. Uh, Belichick, who usually says nothing in interviews, and again, he didn't give up much, but he also uh, made reference to uh, Cam has been doing a good job as far as getting adjusted. Uh, One thing that's been sticking out, people have been indicating that Cam was the first one in the building. Right, Um, 5.30. 5.30 in the morning, one of the last ones to leave. Listen, if this guy gets it and understands the offense, he's going to be dangerous. Right. He's definitely going to be dangerous. He's motivated. Cam also was receiving some backlash, though, from some of the people. What's new? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I hold, hold he was receiving some backlash from some people in the New England area based upon the, his comments as it pertains to what's going on in the world today with the shooting also. Mm-hmm. So, of course, people wanted him just to speak to sports stick to sports also and he wasn't with it if you want cam to stick to just sports and you don't know cam newton as you all know um cam led to led uh north carolina the carolina panthers to the 2015 super bowl and he was i believe injured when he played there and continued to try and give the team his all but i mean his shoulder wasn't right his foot wasn't right if you know anything about a frankless injury that's really one of the worst sports injuries in the foot that you can get because your bone actually separates. There's like a gap in there. So it's not like you're just trying to fuse um, a crack or a tear of some sort. Uh, but after that, I feel like Cam said to hell with y'all because he took us to a Super Bowl and we still turned on him. Not me, but the Charlotte people still turned on him. You know, um, a lot of people didn't like the way he acted, the dabbing. He said, stop. A lot of people tried to say, stop acting ghetto. Pause. That has nothing to do with who he is or how he's acting. That was typically because he was a black quarterback. I think going through some of those things, Cam became more candid and unapologetic. I and I appreciate that. that. You know, I mean, I definitely agree with that. You know, knowing Cam and, and you know, um, his dad, Cecil, you know, he's a strong right. black man, you know. Yeah. And, and when you're raised by a strong black man, the men that I've seen that have been raised by strong black men, they become strong black men as well. So that's where Cam is at with it. Like, you know I mean? If these are my morals and my values, then I'm going to stand on them. As far as Cam, the quarterback, I'd read somewhere in the, uh, somewhere up in Boston, maybe the Boston Globe or the Boston Herald. Hell, I feel like... 
like I'm in Boston. I've been up there so long with Tom Brady. But listen, I no did read somewhere that one of these, uh, uh, somebody, one of these articles they put out that Cam is quite simply running away with this quarterback job. It ain't no damn quarterback. It ain't no quarterback uh, quarry. It's Cam Newton's <laughs> job. They just, you know how Belichick do. He gonna play the role. He gonna go out there and put his old sagging military face on and he ain't gonna give y'all much. But we know damn well this is Cam Newton's quarterback job. You ain't go out there and search for this man and wait on this man to bring him up there to play behind Jason. What's his last name? Nobody cares. Jared Stiff. Cam ain't coming up to Boston to play behind nobody. Nope. And it was also reported that Belichick wanted a long-term deal with Cam. He also, but Cam said, hold up. Let me see how this Boston market thing. I've been down to Carolina. You know what I mean? We do it different in the right. South. We season our food different. We got sweet tea <laughs> down here in the South. Right. We got girls with pizzas on their back down here in the South. Right. Let me see what Boston got to offer. So Cam is up here seeing what Boston has to offer, and I like it because Cam has taken this job, and he knows. He knows what type of market he is in. He knows he's in Boston. This is a town that is used to winning. Well, guess what? Cameron Jarrell Newton is also used to winning. Yeah, he is. When he came to Carolina, it took him a while to get his foot down and and get himself together because he was not used to losing and being a part of a losing culture. So now he's with a winning culture. He's with a winning coach. He's with a winning staff. They do things a little different. You get your ass up at 4.30 to be to work by 5.30. That's why I'm the first one in the building and I'm the last one to, win, last one to leave because I am a part of somebody who winning. Cam finna go up here and show y'all something. I love it. And now he's got me in a dilemma. Do I stick with my New England football pages without Tom Brady? What or do, do I go down here? Yeah, what you gonna do? Do I go down here to Tampa Bay with Tom Brady? Cause in Tom Brady we trust. It's tough, man. I, I but I look cause I like Cam. You know, we 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 in Carolina, we in Charlotte. We've seen Cam at his worst. We've seen Cam at his best. Yeah. We seen Cam in the MVP season, but right. see, uh, here's a, and real quick, I just want to throw this in there. A lot of people don't talk about Cam's MVP season when he led us to the Super Bowl. Right. They forget in the beginning of that year he had an accident where a damn truck flipped over. Right. He, he never got his back. From that. Yeah, you he know how many practice visits you got to go to for that? <laughs> Nobody right. talked about that. And he still went out there and put on a remarkable season. He also got in a fight with um, Josh Norman. Josh Norman. He got in a fight with Josh Norman. And we found out with Cam New. Yeah. He ain't been the same since that Jay-Z line either. Josh Norman, just for the record. But I love Cam in Boston, and I think I'm going to have two teams this year. What up, Boston? I I just know Boston fans, you guys getting a great quarterback. You're getting a great person. uh, Always giving back to the community. Uh, be patient with him. Like I said, once he gets a command of the offense, he's going to be dangerous. He's arguably playing with the best coach ever. Listen, Belichick has had success with Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, uh, Ryan Mallett, and Tom Brady. And there's a host of others as well. This is the first overall number one draft pick, number one quarterback, first round type talent he's ever had at the helm. He has arguably one of the best minds in Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator. Now, I will say the weapons are a little bit suspect on the outside, but we got a hungry Cam Newton. We got a uh, 6'5", 260-pound quarterback that's pissed off for greatness. Specimen. Specimen of greatness. And don't but you say the weapons on the outside. We haven't seen what Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Nikhil, Nikhil Harry's gonna do. He's 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 uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. But I'm hearing that he's showing up in practice. He's doing his thing. You got a proven veteran in Julian Edelman. Now everything else is a little shaky besides Sonny Michelle in the back backfield. But go dog. Well, Julie, sometimes Julian Edelman is all you need. Tom exactly. made it work with all sorts of weapons. I think that Cam can too. You got to remember too. Cam is playing with a chip on his shoulder. And Cam didn't have no weapons in Carolina. He used to not having no weapons. Yeah, Ted Ginn. I guess. <laughs> Who? You ain't going to do that in Ted Ginn. He had Greg Olson. He did have Greg O. That's his Julian Edelman he in, in Boston. He Greg with the third leg. He had Jonathan Stewart. Uh, okay. Ah. Next. He had Jonathan Stewart. He's no longer here. Who next? <laughs> uh, we said Ted Ginn. He had Smitty he had when he started. He had a hell of a defense. He did have Smitty when he started. Hey, he had one of the best defenses He did have Smitty when he game. started. Yeah, yeah. I give you that. You're right. But he's he got a chip on his shoulder now. Of course, he's got to prove to the Panthers that they let go of a good thing. Um, I don't like the way that relationship broke off. Mm-hmm. It, it was not 
uh, how I would have done it, but we had a new owner in David Tepper, um, who's not from the South and doesn't understand those family ties. So he did what he needed to do from a business side of it. Um, and I hope that Cam shows out, shows up and shows out down in, or excuse me, up in Boston. By the way, uh, Black Dick Vitale, the way you uh, throwing out stats on New England, I think I know where you stand. <laughs> I, I just know it so well because I've been there. How many years we won up there in New England? We I won a lot know. since two, we ran aware. the 2000s, baby. We ran the 2000s. I'm not aware. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? He done came back bougie. He eating clam chowder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exclusive Lobster. tea from Boston. <laughs> yeah. The Boston ain't. tea pot is alive, baby. We alive. <laughs> <laughs> we alive at Boston. Crab legs. Yeah, he's good up here. What is it? Uh, locally sourced? Oh, yeah. Uh, fresh water? Straight from the harbor. Well, it's hey. nothing like being in that stadium, baby. It's just a different feeling, baby. You Hot see all the championship banners. You Hobbit hear all the Yard. background chatter. Who is nothing like being up there in that stadium? I passed on going to the stadium. I was able to get to. Show us how you really I was able to go to the uh, basketball arena up there where the Celtics play. It wasn't okay. for a game. Uh, it was for actually a concert, but the TD Bank set. TD, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I was up there. I for, about to say TD Jakes, but it's TD Bank. Jay Z, Jay Z, Mary J. Blige concert in the heart of the city. Who was yeah. that? Uh, it was a while back. Soulful. Okay. It was right around 2008 ish, 2009, okay. somewhere okay. in that time frame. Dope concert. Had a good time up in the city. I was um, uh, visiting one of my homeboys who mm. used to play for the Patriots. But we had a, had a great time. Look forward to getting back up to Boston pretty soon. Mm-hmm. One of the dopest floors in the game of basketball ever was the parquet at the Old Garden. Uh, that was iconic. Um, like I said, Boston, we'll be up there soon. Hey, we coming, buddy. I don't mind coming. I went to a Red Sox-Yankees game. It was That was interesting. They told me you need to change your shirt, little girl. I said, all right. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. going to argue with you. Listen, I'm going to do what that, I need to that, do. That, did they put Bo- the little girl in? They Listen. did put the little yeah, That oh, was yeah, disrespectful. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was very oh, yeah. disrespectful. Oh, yeah. But they <laughs> they like that up there. But they said you are they outnumbered. Didn't you tell me, um, what's our dude, uh, wide receiver, always supports the foundation, Brandon? LaFell. Brandon LaFell. Then he he missed a, uh, a pass one yep. time, and, yep. and they was threatening his family. It's real in Boston. Yeah. Well, That's you crazy. know, um, speaking of Brandon LaFell, he also told me, like, you know what I mean, working in, like, working in Boston, working with Tom Brady and working in that culture. I've talked to several different receivers that, that played up there that no longer play up there. They said, when you come to Boston and you come to New England, you are you become the ultimate professional. Because everything is on a time clock, everything is bam, 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 bam. He said he caught he caught the most passes in his life in New England. He said because they would practice, practice would be over, and then Brady would have his own practice after the practice. Right on. So that's the type of environment that you're walking into as Cam Newton. So as Cam, I I kind of see him being in New England as being in a bubble. Remember how we talked about right. a couple weeks ago as far as basketball, some of the younger guys may thrive in the bubble because they don't have to deal with the outside noise and they're right. just confined to that bubble. The only thing they have to do is focus on basketball. Mm-hmm. I kind of view New England being a bubble for Cam. I doubt he got his homeboys up there. I don't know how much of his family that he has up there. I think it's just him, Bill, that's Belichick, of course, and mm-hmm. Ball. That's it. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and that's yeah. why his focus is right now. Because I imagine he's trying to climb that mountain. He's trying to get back to the top. Yeah, and and you know what, New England is a great place to do it. I mean, ain't no <laughs> clubs up there. I mean, no, ain't no, no Magic no, City and no, well, no clubs up there. There's some. Up oh, they do it big in Boston. It's it's, it's still a project. But it's in a Boston, little bit baby. different they do it big. than what Cam is used to. Alley, you got to come on the back. Alley. You got to remember, uh, New Edition is from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's they, true. they represent oh, they the Yeah, they just ain't on Bobby the Bobby Brown got in some trouble up in Boston. That's true. Oh, they got the shakedown. Yeah, they was in Roxbury. I think that's correct. Yeah, they got. Right down up there, believe that. But, but no, you're best, right. Yeah. You know, what I mean, New England creates a bubble for you, and you know the the person who's gonna take any other flag is gonna be Bill Belichick, and he ain't gonna give you nothing. So the Boston media already know, like, okay, when you approach this team, you approach them different than you approach anybody else. So, so one thing we are known for on this show is being a little bit messy. So I will ask since we own the Patriots, good because I want to. Okay, go ahead. Whatever happened to the story about the owner in the, in the massage parlor? Whatever happened with that? What story? Oh, and that's what happened. So, so you pleading the fifth? What story? That's what you go do, uh, Mr. Craft. I don't know what story you're talking about. Do not about. know her. I haven't seen it. I haven't huh? seen. I wasn't there. I haven't seen. I haven't seen nor heard of any story that you're talking about, sir. Do many noted. others were convicted? His what? name was not on the list. What story? 
I hear you. <laughs> Touche. Uh, we'll Shut, it it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. I ain't heard about no story in the last uh, 15 months, have you? We'll keep it pushing. Okay. <laughs> so, um... Did want to go ahead. I know it was breaking news kind of as we were coming into the uh, coming on to the podcast that Ohio State defensive tackle uh, Haskell Garrett was shot early Mm. Sunday morning in Columbus. Um, He was transferred to the Ohio State uh, Medical uh, Medical Center. He is in stable condition. Um, It was a through and through gunshot to the cheek. And that story is still developing. But just want to send up prayers to this young man. Um, You never want to hear about any anybody getting shot. Um, but these student athletes who have come back on campus are trying to, you know, get started you with be careful, college man. athletics. You just have to hope for the best. Stay out of them neighborhoods, man. You ain't got no business in there, man. Focus on football. Focus on your grades. Stay, stay, stay true and stay down with your family, man. Stay away from them neighborhoods, bro. That's stay out of the way. They're showing them college campuses with them athletes. Hey, the, the Lokes, they cool. But you got to know who you're hanging with. Yeah. So real quick, man, y'all know what it is. Me, him, and her, 704, the podcast. And we got a segment called For the Culture, baby. We do it for the culture. Things that come out of the culture. So let me tell y'all what came out of the culture this week. Martin and Snoop Dogg are hooking up for a brand new show. And it's not going to be a comedy. It's going to be a drama. I forgot the name of it. It slips my mind. But what do y'all think about this combination of Martin Lawrence and Snoop Dogg Doing a drama type series, I give it a chance. Uh, the the, com- the pairing definitely sounds weird as hell. But <laughs> Snoop Dogg did a show for over two years with Martha Stewart, so yeah, I'm, I'm willing to it give it a so shot. Funny. But Martin in a drama though, yeah, I'm gonna say a hard pass on this one. Um, Damn, <laughs> just to be honest, as you were reading it, my face kind of crumpled. I'm trying to think of a drama that maybe Martin Lawrence has been in. Um, I I can't think of one. A mm. drama for Snoop Dogg, I guess, would be. Uh, Death Row Records and uh, <laughs> working up, with you, them. You don't think Martin can pull it off or? I just, I don't think that's his wheelhouse. It doesn't have to be. Just think about the movie Kevin Hart did like a year or two ago where it was a drama. And what was the name of it? I don't remember the name okay. of it, but so, I saw the movie. It was good. <laughs> oh, the movie with the guy. With yeah, the, with, the, with, the, with the guy. That dude, based on a true story movie. The, the guy that was a paraplegic. Yeah. Somebody give me a title of it. Uh, the guy was a paraplegic. Yeah, he's a paraplegic. We all know the plot, guys. I, I can't take it name. Google it right just quick. tell me the movie. All I'm saying is. Because it didn't matter. You you does. can name Jumanji one and two. I'm just drawing a parallel as far as a comedic actor taking on a it. serious role. I think that comedic actors want to show their range, and so they do try to take on. But like Martin Andy Murphy's Lawrence, done it. Did it do it? Can you name one? Jimmy Early in Dream Girl. <laughs> Jimmy got sold. Jimmy, Jimmy got, got sold. Hey. That was no damn drama. Oh, that's hey. a drama. Hey. He, it wasn't a comedic role. <laughs> it wasn't a comedic it's so role. Different. Jimmy got sold. Jimmy, that's funny. I mean, just Martin Lawrence's personality breeds like comedy and laughter and joy. And so I just, I have a hard time, I guess, placing him in that. Maybe I'm being small minded, but um, it's a political drama too. Kevin Hart's movie is called The Upside. That's the Y'all name see of the how movie. long it took them to find it? Uh, not that long. Martin it came Lawrence, out in 2017. Don't, don't make a movie and that's going to be new, hard to the find. New, the new Snoop and, and um, Martin drama series, a political drama series, and it, you know Jerry Bruckenheimer is behind this, and it's called The Game. That's the name of it. It's a political drama series. I don't know, man. I'm just so used to Martin. You know, I, I think you know we, we, we as people typecast people, yeah. and we're so used to seeing Martin funny. I don't know if we're going to be able to take the serious. You got to, man. You heard a perfect whole line. If you want to hear my old shit, buy my old album, man. We got to let him grow, man. We got to let him out the box, You man. right. I'm not, and, right. I'm, and I'm not saying, I, I'm going to give it, I'm like you, I'm going to give it a chance. But he only got about one or two episodes. If he pulled it off by the end, I'm out. And heaven forbid if it's an hour. <laughs> but you know that right now. Mark might be tired of shucking and jiving. He might be. But he's not, I mean, he but does. But that's where he's a comedian, he's comedi- though. He's comedic comedian. in so many different areas. That's what we know him as. That may be how he got on. We know a lot of artists or whatever that used to be rappers and and, and they sing and, and, and they wanted to rap. It just depends on how you get on and, what, and what's profitable for you. But he okay. may be at the point right now, I've accumulated this much wealth. I'm about to do what I really want to do, do some of my passion projects. Right. Well, that's what that's what's in for the culture this week, man. Y'all get ready to catch that brand new series, Martin and Snoop Dogg. It's called The Game. Can I just get Make y'all's sure y'all opinion on it. something real quick? Because okay. I think we got another little for the culture going on. Tomorrow, it's going down for those of us that love the 90s. About sitting up in our room. Oh, yeah. It's just one of them yeah. days. Monica, new Monica. Monica and versus Brandy, Brandy versus baby. Battle. 
Who you yeah, got? Real quick, who you got? I got Monica. Oh, I got Monica. I, I got Monica. I, I can't even name four Brandy songs. No, oh, man, y'all tripping. Y'all are uh, tripping. Y'all are tripping. Exactly. Y'all, no, exactly. no, no. Y'all, I've been uh, to a Monica to concert. I've been to a Brandy want. concert. Mo, give you what you Angel want. Angel in Disguise. I want to be down. I want to be down. The remix is better than the song when everybody don't matter. It's still her song. Okay. But it was. Okay. I'm going with Brandy. Hold up. First of all, that we, we'll, we'll tap back did, in on this next three. week. Did you get the four, though? That's all I'm asking. I, I got one. another. I, I can't got think got of right now. She ain't got 20 songs, bro. I ain't no R&B. Yes, I said the same thing about Monica. Monica got 20 bangers. Monica gave us a whole cassette tape of awesomeness. Okay. She knows the soundtrack to seventh grade. We're going to see tomorrow night, So all the ladies... I want you to get to your laptop, go put on your Sam and Libby's, <laughs> <laughs> put in your French roll, <laughs> and turn up with the finger waves. With the finger waves. You got 20 seconds on your wrap up, man. What you got? Hey, I just want one, one quick question before I go off the air. Bojangles, what happened to the red cherry, man? <laughs> Is it not there anymore? Not there. Me and my son are livid. They don't have red cherry no more. Well, Jangles is falling off. All right, Michelle, um, what you got? Really quick, uh, KFC decided to get rid of the uh, phrase finger licking Mm -hmm. good. KFC, that's not going to solve COVID, okay? (laughs) Let us lick our fingers. (laughs) Let us eat that chicken. And let's keep it moving. You know what? After that, man, just stay black, stay alive, <laughs> and be careful out here. R.I.P. Chad with Bozeman, man. I ain't got nothing else. Wakanda forever. Wakanda uh, follow forever. us, me, him, and her, 704 on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, just in life. Come and get your culture, baby. Well, Come dangles. and get your culture. Get that I red like cherry that. back. <laughs>